0: Hey! How's it going? How you doing? How are ya? How's things going with you? This is another episode of the After School Spectacular. I don't know why I do that, boys. It's just something I like to do. So, uh, this week we got Valentine's Day coming up. And for that very special occasion, I happen to be able to have found uh, the most beautiful woman on the entire planet to be on my podcast. That's right. For this week's episode, the special guest is none other than my wife. So sit tight and I hope you enjoy the show. Here we go. (laughs) So uh, you're one of the most uh, uh, important guests I've ever had on to me. And you are the most beautiful one. Of course, there's only been one other woman. It mostly been guys, but I'm very excited to have you on here. Um, I can say without a doubt that uh, I love you more than any of the other guests who's been on the podcast. Um, Mr. Queen was up there, but you beat him. So uh, I'm very excited to have you on. I think it is fitting because it is uh, Valentine's Day coming up this week uh, that I get to have my Valentine. For two years in a row now, uh, my wife, the mother of my child, and uh, my number. The, also, you're you're uh, the first guest who's been on the podcast, who is also a producer of the podcast because you bought me all the podcast equipment, you and your family. <laughs> so it's been it's been a long time coming. I wanted we we tried to do this once before, um, but I was honestly uh, nervous to have you on and. I think also our, our son was kind of cranky at the time. So it just the episode just wasn't going good, but I'm happy to have you on now. And, um, I, I couldn't be, uh, and, and last minute too, because it was supposed to be, we're supposed to be, uh, Ronald. And then your sister was going to save the day, but then she had, uh, exams tomorrow and I didn't want to be a jerk and, you know, hold her to the podcast. So I felt, you know, really cool that you, uh, you accepted to do this, uh, at the end of the day and save the day for me so thank you and um yeah I'm just I'm blessed to have you on here um I love you and uh I'm happy that you're doing this how does it feel to be on the podcast
1: I mean it feels great um <laughs> <laughs> I mean like I would listen to you no I wouldn't really listen but like um I feel like when you would do the podcast before, like I didn't want to interrupt you. So like, it feels nice to like be included instead of like having to listen in, you know what I mean?
0: Well, so you were listening yeah. and uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to listen because we're in the same apartment. So <laughs> I'm just in the living room, you're in the bedroom, you can still hear me. But I know I get pretty loud sometimes and so is the guest, um, but also like, uh, when we first, before we were even together, mm-hmm. right? We taught in the same class and you taught. So I never had to see you teach really. You would teach and then when you were done, I would come in and teach. And, and destroy
2: the room because it was super
0: messy. Well, there was, a lot of that was the kids, but whatever. So <laughs> you you would, those the students. But you you would always, uh, not always, but a lot of the times you would just hang out in the room while I was teaching and watch me. And so you kind of, um, you got to listen to me then and you would have little notes and I felt like you kind of did the same thing with the podcast you take you gave me little pointers you know (laughs) you should you should write down the questions beforehand and send them to them like a week in advance and that's kind of been helping a lot so thank you thanks for being so supportive um I feel like we had um a little rivalry at one point um between you know uh me being from Ohio and you being from Staten Island Right. And
1: can I just ask you really quickly? Like, why did you say Staten Island like that? Like, you, it was like you wanted to burst out laughing.
0: Cause you were smiling. And then when I looked at you, I saw you smiling. But okay. So, with, with, since you've been in both, you're one of the unique people I know, the only person I know, oh, you and your dad, the only people I know who've been in both uh, the Dayton area and in Staten Island, right? Mm hmm. And without being too biased, which one would you have rather grown up in, and why?
1: Um, I mean, I feel like I was only in Ohio for like a short time.
0: Yeah, so it's a little hard to do. huh? It
1: is. It's hard. But you didn't
0: get to see the school. I should have like I popped know. in the school. Well, the school would have been closed.
1: Right. Um. But uh, I I'm not opposed to. Ohio I mean look this is what I'm gonna say I can't really make like a fair assessment because I wasn't in Ohio for that long right okay however I do uh I do like the fact that like when I went there everyone in Ohio were uh for the most part pretty respectful so I feel like while Staten Island they're respectful there there's like an undertone of like you know it's, it's a lot of Italians right that's on it's a lot of Italians. So There's like an undertone of like that racism and then Staten Island is pretty segregated honestly I haven't been in Ohio to uh, long enough to to know you know that much information about Ohio from like observing but Staten Island can be pretty um on the racist side so while diverse can be pretty racist you know so yeah I well, don't know. I can but I but I like Staten Island. I'm repping Staten Island tonight. So Staten Island. But yeah, go ahead.
0: Okay, so Dayton's also very segregated. Um the way the city's set up is on the east side of Dayton mm-hmm. it's all white people. Mm-hmm. And then on the west side of Dayton, it's all black people. Mm-hmm. And they're both very poor and hate each other. And that's <laughs> you know I mean? and that's that's like and I grew up. Outside, I was in the area, so I grew up by the mall. So it's more like the south side of the city, mm-hmm. but um, it was just crazy. I, I've been on both sides of town because um, I had friends that were from either one side or the other, or they, you know, we just would go go to a party on one side of the, other. and it was it was both always like there's lots of nonsense and rowdiness and stuff, but uh, there are nuggets of gold there though, and I don't want to like scare you from ever wanting to go back there. Um, like some of them, the best friends I'll ever have in my entire life were from there. And yeah, I guess I do, I rep Ohio too. Um, you
1: have to do like Ohio, like what I did. Go ahead.
0: We, oh, we say OH and someone says, Ohio. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, OH 10, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, Okay. So when I was in Staten Island. Um, but you
1: were only in Staten Island for a short amount of time as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was about to say that. But we didn't, like, we went to, like, you know, your friend's house, went to Molina's a couple times, mm-hmm. went to your dad's house, drove around. You know, as where I did all my driving practice, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but what I was just saying is everyone seemed really nice. Like, everyone wow. I ran into was very, but it was, it was kind of on, uh, it was always, like, near the ferry, I guess, kind of, right? So it wasn't too far out. Into like where it gets um, sketchy or whatever. I didn't I didn't see any um, like Italian people. I saw a lot of Arabs and uh, there was a lot of Asian people and everyone just seemed really cool. Everyone I saw on the ferry was always nice. Um, Ooh, there was like always that one weird person on the ferry that's like screaming well, that's Bible verses Well, at that's the thing
1: about Staten Island. The what makes it so segregated is that you have the North Shore and you have the South Shore.
0: Oh, so I didn't see any Italians because it is segregated.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So um, I hope I'm, I think it's the North Shore. Yeah, it's the North Shore where um, it's more industrialized. So like, it's off the water. So you'll see like shipping, you know, you see boats, you know, and piers and stuff like that, because it's more industrialized versus like uh, South Shore, which is more farmland. So if you go far, like further down south, on um, Staten Island will be lots of ponds and lakes and, cows and parks stuff
2: and like
0: stuff. That.
1: Well, there's parks all over Staten oh, okay. Island. There's beautiful parks actually, but um, I want to go to the
0: one that's like Asian themed or whatever. So
1: okay, well, um, okay, well, so South Shore actually looks like Ohio. For real. Yes, South Shore looks like. Now that I think about it, South Shore, the South Shore, set now, in my opinion, looks like from where I've been to Ohio, looks like Ohio. Okay. As far as like the Asian theme parts. That I don't know what you're talking about. I think you're talking about Snug Harbor, how they have the.
0: That might be where it the is. The
1: lantern. They have the yeah, lantern. Yeah, there was uh, one that has and, like a yeah.
0: Japanese castle or something. Yeah. And I saw that picture and I was like, "Where is that?" No, like, that's a Staten Island. Like, it looked like it was from Japan. I was yeah. Like, go
1: yeah. So Snug Harbor is more like a cultural center. So. <laughs> uh-huh. So they have, but it's it's cool. You're not from yeah. Staten Island, so you wouldn't have known. So maybe. Uh. When COVID isn't so crazy, uh, we could go to Snug Harbor for a cold truth event.
0: Yeah, Um, when I get better at driving. Yeah. Um, So. We were talking before the podcast, mm-hmm. and I was saying since it's Valentine's Day, we could do a Valentine's thing and talk about how Valentine's Day was in school for us. Mm-hmm. But you, said you, didn't, you guys didn't celebrate Valentine's Day like that, really, like
1: I'm what I'm like saying, an elementary school. Maybe? Well, I, I can't remember. That's what I'm saying. Oh. I I am pretty sure that I made the little cards with like the little hearts, yeah. parents and stuff like that. But, but as far as like having a full discussion on that card with the hearts, I don't know if I would be an adequate guest.
0: So we had, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. right? Um, you had a shoebox. You had to like uh, wrap in like wrapping paper. Wait, wrap can I just ask
1: you a are we, are we segueing into the conversation? About I'm just going to
0: explain how it was for me real okay. quick. But like, yeah. So <laughs> you had a shoebox and you had to like, I would like tape paper all over it so it didn't look like, you know, a shoebox. Mm-hmm. And then um, decorate it with hearts and drawings and stuff. All Like you kind of made your own wrapping paper. Right, you wrapped it up like a Christmas present, kind of with like your own wrapping paper. It was just like construction paper, like you use pink or red, you know, maybe white, and you draw little hearts on it. Um, and then on the lid, the shoebox lid, mm-hmm. you would cut out a little hole, like, so it's like a little mailbox kind of, right? That's cute. And you had your name on. It. And then you also had to write down Valentine's for every kid in the class, all of them, right? And I remember I get like the Batman Valentines or Ninja Turtle Valentines or something like that. And then you would have to, you teach, you would give you a list of everyone's names. You didn't spell it wrong. Mm -hmm. And that you, also you might not know everybody, you know, maybe you're new. And you had to write them all down and you had to get a piece of candy and you would like, it'd be like a lollipop. You'd stick it through uh, the Valentine and you, you then the last, and it was in your homeroom. I think it was either like the last class of the day or maybe the first class of the day it's probably probably the last class of the day you'd walk around and she was like okay and she'd be playing some valentine music or whatever and everyone would get up and you'd walk around and hand them out to everybody and then you know you would go back to your shoebox at the end and you get to eat your candy and everyone would be happy and so you guys didn't do that
1: okay so now that you're talking about it um we did um have you ever seen mean girls before
0: actually we got to watch that because i I've, I've seen clips of it and i always thought it was great i love tina Fey's movies i love uh 30 rocks one of my favorite shows i liked kimmy Schmidt. you know other stuff she's done mm-hmm. so i actually really want to see we should watch that We us watch this weekend
1: <laughs> mean girls. so the reason why i asked is because there is a scene in Mean Girls where I I don't know if it was Valentine's Day if it was I think it was like candy canes it was like around Christmas and um they were giving candy canes to people that's what we did for Valentine's Day now that I can remember it was like you in the morning time or like I don't know seventh period or whatever um
0: like it would look like this these were the exact ones I had when I was a kid actually that's cool and you would cut them out they had them for they had other ones for like everything. You're also the first guest who's actually been in the building during this. Like I've always had, um, just did it over Zoom. Mm-hmm. So you're the first guest I could just show a picture to. That's really <laughs> cool.
1: But um, but yeah. So if they were um, students would give out roses. So like you had a name. I guess you had to like buy a rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to buy a rose for a dollar. And then oh, the around Space Jam like, ones. what were
0: those? Mm-hmm.
1: And then okay. around like seventh. Uh, period, uh, people would come to the classroom to deliver the rose. Um, I never got a rose. I was kind of nerdy, and I don't think I was weird looking, but I think to other people, I was weird looking.
0: I think it looked great, obviously.
1: But what I am going to say is that um, for Valentine's Day each year, um, my mom would come home from work, and she would have hearts, you know, the little hearts with the chocolates and the mini ones like the where it has like four chocolates and she would give Corey and I a valentine so we didn't really miss out on like I didn't really miss out on the flower because I because my mom like you know she would always say can you be my valentine so it was it was just nice so yeah I was always my mom's valentine growing up
0: so a lot of the kids um when I was in school even like in grade school, I'm saying like third grade, fourth grade, you know, Mm -hmm. they all had like girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And I never did. And I felt like I was like ugly or weird or like, you know, shunned because I never had that. So I only got the Valentines from the class. Then there'd be other kids get on the bus and they had like teddy bears or, you know, even the guys would have little toys or something, something cool, Mm -hmm. you know, football, some girl got them. And I was like, man, I'm not getting none of this stuff. like what's wrong with me you know where's my where's my stuff you know I always felt uh kind of like just like defeated over it like man it's it's wrong but um (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't fair that's like becoming my catchphrase it's not fair fair. and I'm driving in the tunnel it's not fair I didn't want to go but um you know and uh Although this year, I accidentally saw my gift, and I, I really like it. So thank you. Um, so now, who's laughing now? You know, get- <laughs> but um, Yeah, I mean, it just wasn't fair. But I, I remember like one time, there was this kid I was friends with, mm-hmm. and uh, he like wanted me to go with him to buy a valentine for this girl. And he you know, didn't seem into it. We were at, like, Walmart or something, and he's just buying something from, like, a little valentine. I and then he's like, "Man, you know what? Honestly, I'm breaking up with her anyway. So, <laughs> like, why are you wow. buying this? Yeah, yeah, is scumbag friends back in the day.
1: <laughs> I feel like everyone's had like a scumbag friends back in the
0: day. I've or had at least. I don't know. Yeah, I've had I've had a few
1: scumbag friends.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a guy on my phone called Scumbag Kev. Oh, I'm gonna okay. try to get him on the podcast one time. That's so funny. Um, There were these chocolates. I'm gonna see if I could pull it up. It was like um they're dove chocolates. Mm -hmm. And they had uh messages in them Mm -hmm. and you would like open it and it would say something like, you know, um, love is the only true adventure. It's never too late. It's not about where an adventure ends. Like it just like stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And there were little, uh, there were chocolates. Don't settle for a spark. Light the fire Twisted instead. In. I'm trying to read. Yeah, they're off my phone. But like so, they'd be chocolates that were wrapped in these things, and they were like inspirational things for women. And I guess it's supposed to be like you you know you got dumped or you didn't have a oh so she would sit on the couch God. and eat these chocolates and
2: the
0: funny thing is my sister had them oh my both God. of my sisters had them and i would eat their chocolates and i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> i have been reading these old messages just laughing at myself I was, a little, I was a short little fat kid i'll just be eating their chocolates
2: <laughs> <laughs> laugh at myself. but you
0: it's, know
1: That's the thing about, like, I feel like Valentine's Day, like, the thing about it is like, I love the holiday because I love love. However, I feel like it's such a holiday where, you know, you, people aren't included, you know what I mean? Like, it's such a, it's a weird holiday because holidays should be happy. But like, there are people who are not included in the holiday unless you get, um, Really creative, and you do like a friend's Valentine's Day or something like that. However, I feel like I never was actually me. This is just me personally. I don't think I was actually craving like Valentine's Day. While I never really had a Valentine's Day until like my later, like my late 20s, like, you know, like an actual Valentine's I feel like every day should be a Valentine's Day. So, like, why highlight this one day and then like the rest of the days of the year you know it's like regular like why not i'm not saying shower the person that you're with with gifts at 24 7 365 days a year what i'm saying is why not treat your so you know nice you know every single day of the year
0: so um, are you two, about two to things. go
1: into the history of valentine's day no i feel like that i'm not you're like, okay. i'm not
0: so two things first off um for me as a kid mm-hmm. it was all blurred together so what was all, all these holidays are different now but i'm gonna say as a kid <laughs> they all were the same you just got a bunch of candy so it was like saint patrick's day we got candy and you got pinched uh valentine's <laughs> day you got candy yeah if you didn't have the green on they you. valentine's <laughs> day you got candy right uh-huh um uh Easter you just got candy you know and then hollow this they're all like Halloween you know Halloween you got the candy yeah. so they're just like they're like knockoff of Halloween to me when I was a kid <laughs> then um in Ohio there's actually a second Valentine's Day we have Sweetest Day
2: mm.
0: yeah so sweetest day is oh man I think it's like uh October or something mm-hmm. but I guess it's only like Ohio, Indiana, mm-hmm. it's a Midwestern thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You guys don't have it here. So we could start celebrating it. I would we...
1: love to celebrate
0: it. It's the yeah. same shit. So you get them a Valentine's Day gift mm-hmm. during Sweetest Day. And it's like, you know, that's it. And okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you there's no candy out there. You could be like roses and dinner really like or like that. Well, I'm saying like that's what you, this is the type no, of gift you get. Okay. So you would get someone like flowers mm-hmm. or chocolate maybe and then like a dinner. Uh, but you wouldn't be getting like a, you know, a bracelet or nothing, because it's not, it's not the so real. Valentine's like, Day. So
1: then, like, what would I get? It's
0: like, like diet really Valentine's like, Day.
1: I'm, so I don't really like flowers, and uh, so you
0: chocolate. don't even like chocolate.
1: And I'm not a big. I'm gonna get so you a
0: bag of that baby girl chocolate with that. <laughs> the. You know that what you
1: is. should get? You? you said uh, it's around. It's around Halloween. October, yeah. Okay, before. I like candy corn. See so if you give me like I, a bag of candy corn. I, let, let me look up
0: what it is. I have no idea. I'll be happy I never for really of candy corn. Uh...
1: <laughs> you're so silly um but
0: okay yeah October 17th mm-hmm. uh last year this year will be October 16th and next year October 15th next year October 21st yeah it's the holiday that is celebrated gets, in the Midwest United States part of the north
1: and so yeah, will okay. eventually will it get to the actual Valentine's
0: day like, no 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 it's it, it bounces back and forth I think it's uh
1: what do you mean it bounces back and forth
0: October sixteenth is a day we're sharing the kind of thought, a small gift or gesture of kindness.
1: But does it like eventually get back to like February? 14th? No,
0: I, th- I think it's kind of like um, it's supposed to be like um, the day was started by a candy company in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. And it's a Midwest thing; so they do it in Indiana and stuff. But it was it was like. I think it's like supposed to be like the last uh, Sunday or Monday or whatever, the mm. second Sunday or Monday or whatever in, Ohio in uh, October. So uh, something like that. I, I don't know. I'll look it up. But okay. I looked up just enough. It was just interesting enough to look up some of the facts, but I don't know if actually <laughs> really know what the fuck I'm talking about. But uh, so, yeah, that's that's a big one. Um, we had that growing up in Ohio. Mm-hmm. What was like, so we didn't have regents stuff. Like you guys like right. these, like, I, I teach, you know, obviously now with you. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, but I teach in New York. and like I just I, wanted I tell, to
1: point
0: that out. No, I got out of that school. And, I, <laughs> I, and they're trying to say they fired me. No, I quit, quit. I slunk out. I, I, I you, I slithered. I sli- yeah, you slithered. Yeah, I slunk out. Yeah. out. I, you know, that's my thing. That's how, if I'm going to quit your school, you're going to know because you get an email that I left. I'm not going to actually tell you, but I'm at the school I'm at. now. I'm staying there. I like it. Love but it's, it. It's, uh, it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you got slink out. I'm not. I don't owe you nothing. I'm expo- I, I don't like. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying. In general, be polite. I, I like to be, I like to be firm and stuff. Like mm-hmm. if it was like needed, but like, I think as like millennials, we don't really do the big confrontations for stuff like that. Like breakups. A lot of people they just ghost the other person that's like a millennial thing they just stop texting them and they just move on i think that's crazy i've never done it myself i don't you know
1: I don't, but, I don't i don't accept the i don't i think a ghost is weird because i'll like still text you because like i don't know that i'm ghosted so i'll keep texting you yeah. however i think a, I, for me a random like you know like this is not meant to be over a text i feel like that's fine i don't feel like you have to meet face yeah. to break up like why why yeah. why the extra emotions
0: i think if it's i'm also
1: not I'm not girly
0: like that. So, I hope you never send me that text.
1: <laughs> but uh,
0: I think, you know, and I you know, we got a little more stake in it. We got a baby and a marriage. And
1: I also and love you very Yeah, much.
0: and there's a lot of love here. So, hopefully never come to that text. But uh for me, you know, that's how I take quitting a job. I quit some jobs. Um I remember there was this job I quit and uh, it was on 4th of July and I wanted to go to this fireworks show with my friends and we were all going to drink beer in this truck. It mm-hmm. seemed like a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I had requested off work mm-hmm. and then they were like, hey, you actually have to work 4th of July because somebody else quit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not. I, 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 uh, I put in a notice. That's like the one day I took off, you know, this month, whatever. I haven't taken off days in a while, you know. And they're like, well, you have to, or you're fired. And I was like, "Well, I guess I quit, cause I'm not showing up." <laughs> and then I didn't show up. <laughs> and then, you know, I came in, you know, the week later, and I got my check. And, uh, you know, it was very awkward. But it was like, "What are you gonna do?" Like, I'm not gonna. I don't know. There was, was, was a lot of jobs I had, like uh, just just crappy jobs and a lot of restaurant jobs and stuff, where it was like you could quit a job and find another job in the same day, like if you really wanted to.
1: I mean, I feel. Uh, was- I mean,
0: like for an extent because eventually you're going to work at every restaurant in town and they're just going to stop hiring you but.
1: when you're younger i think it's different like I, I know i worked at this job and like maybe like i started working here like like 23 i think 22 23 and i quit by throwing all the pagers on the floor like it was like i, I think the i think the manager like yelled at me no, no no the manager told me to do something but i wasn't feeling well and um he didn't believe me so then I just kind of like threw all the pages on the floor like you know like whatever you don't believe me I I'm, i don't lie I don't need to lie to you most importantly however um I'm glad that that happened because it was about like I had like this crazy ear infection and he didn't believe that I wasn't feeling well and no one
0: fixed an ear infection right and <laughs> but
1: I'm glad that that happened because he basically was like well You know, if you're not going to wear the headphones, then then you don't need to work here or whatever. So I threw the pagers on the floor and I was like, well, then I don't. Like, you're not going to yell at me in front of everybody as if you're better than me. As like a chain restaurant? Yeah. So I threw like all the pagers on the floor and then I actually went to the doctor regarding my ear. And thank goodness I did because I ended up having like, I forget exactly what it was called, but if I would have proceeded on um having this ear infection without getting it checked out i would have actually went deaf in that ear i forget it was like auto it was something um so and i had to take like antibiotics for three weeks maybe even a month to get rid of this infection it was really really bad so it was actually a blessing in disguise um but however that incident was with the assistant manager so um my grandmother like i like i told her what i did so uh Backtracking a little bit after I do the pages on the floor, like I I kind of like walked out of the restaurant, like yeah, and then like I called my grandma on the phone because my grandmother lived somewhat close and I was like grandma can you pick me up I just quit my job and she was like okay no problem like I'll pick you up so she picked me up and then I told her what happened and she was like okay so you threw the pages on the floor and I said yeah I just threw all the pages on the floor and she was like okay and then she was like you're gonna go back and ask for your job back (laughs) and I was like and I was like what and she was like yeah like you're going to be responsible. And you're going to ask for your job back because you should have never did that. That was completely inappropriate and disrespectful. So obviously I went to the doctor's office, made sure that I was clear to actually work again because it was actually um, very contagious. And uh, I went and I asked for my job back. And uh, I got back.
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: I got my job back. But then um, maybe a year later, I quit in the same way. This time it was because Um, I I had some hot chocolate and I wasn't at my post opening up the doors for like the guests as they came in. And it was because I was freaking cold. It was snowing outside. Like, why are you going to a rest? Like, it was just so cold and I'm so, I'm so thin and I couldn't open up the doors. Like, I I felt like I was, it doesn't matter. I didn't want to open up the doors. And I went in the back and I got some hot chocolate and it wasn't so much about the hot chocolate. It was just that I wasn't at my post. Um, And then I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm, I always knew that I was too educated for that job in the first place. So I was just kind of like, this is the push that I need to kind of like work on actually becoming a professional instead of just getting like a job. Like I need to work on getting a career, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I remember when I was like 19 and I worked at this restaurant, there was a guy who was like one of the other cooks and he was like 40, you know? Mm -hmm. And he used to like be like a, like a low key, like kind of like a bully. Like he would like put me down and like, like like talk shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, I, like, hated that guy. I hated working there. And it was, like, you know, I actually felt like, man, like, I suck with this job. But then my buddy, I told you about this, my buddy Rosario, like, he, like, pointed out, he's, like, dude, that guy's working here when he's 40. He's, like, I guarantee when we're 40, we're not going to be working here. And he's right. Now, he's a barber, and he, like, runs a barbershop. And, I, you know, I'm a school teacher, and we're both doing way better than, like, that shitty restaurant. And that guy's probably now you know turning 60s to working at shitty restaurants so you know it's I mean not against anyone who works at restaurants but just don't be a dick about it you know mm-hmm. it's not my fault you worked there <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah I think like uh, well
1: sometimes I'm not, I'm not gonna
0: that's sometimes
1: button, right? sometimes you you don't understand people's circumstance and um so like remember over like generation after generation it gets easier so you don't really know what if that guy was older you don't really know how it was for him and his family that maybe prohibited him from you know reaching his potential and maybe nah, that I to job yeah. uh-huh nah, nah, you go. yeah no, and maybe that job was his highest point you don't know you don't know where he came from that's all i'm saying so you don't want to knock people for that however I I for me I just think that I, I try to have a nice aura positive aura around me and I try to only surround myself with people who who have positive energy and good vibes. And, what are
0: do you doing with me? And
1: if, <laughs> and if you're not going to have, I mean, I say that to myself every day.
2: Just kidding.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, if you're not going to have um, if you're not going to it's like if you're gonna be miserable doing whatever you're doing, try harder. And if you don't feel like you can try harder and this is where you're at, don't be mean to people. Yeah,
0: you gotta take you it out on everyone else. Yeah. Like even like I don't know. Like when I when I worked at um like as far as teaching goes,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I try to always start like the day and like a good mood. And like um like when I get in front of the students, like even if I had, because you know I hate being late. Mm-hmm. And I, I freak out about getting to work on time and trying to get get to the copier, make my printer and print the print, make the copies, do everything. And the lesson plan and PowerPoint, and everything's gotta be like perfect. I try to get everything perfect. But the moment the kids come in the room, I try to I try my hardest, like just my damnedest, to just be like a great teacher to them and just have like good energy to them. Mm-hmm. And it's like because I I hated. I hated the way other teachers I saw, both when I was a student and a teacher, kind of like like take their day out on the kids. Like I had this teacher that was just mean, man. Like I hated going to that class. I didn't like seeing him in the he was like, you know, in the hallways all the time, and like he just seemed to he seemed to have this like attitude that was like like he didn't like the kids. Like why are you a teacher? You know, and I think like um, as, a, as, a, as a student, you know, I was like, like afraid of that guy. You shouldn't be afraid of your teachers. you know you should be wanting to learn from them. You should respect them, but it shouldn't be like like fear. like oh no, there's Mr. So- and- so, you know it shouldn't be like that. And I think you know, one of the things that I used to actually like about your school uh, was when I left. I would see my old students from my old school. Mm. And even the ones that were like, would drive me crazy and just be like, you know, a pain in the butt, whatever. When they saw me and I was no longer their teacher, they always came to me with like, just like this look of like excitement and joy. And, oh, hey, what's up? I want to talk. Oh, let me tell you, I'm in chemistry now. I'm doing this, doing that. And it was always like just happiness. And, um, you know, they, they always just like had this, uh, just, you know, just joy just coming from them like when they saw me it was like relief and it's like well now I no longer have that student and teacher um, I guess uh dynamic with them but I'm more like you know the outside you know I used to be their teachers so now when they see me it was always like like just a, a happiness and respect Not that's something that I was very happy that I established because um Tom well, i had on the podcast before
2: mm-hmm.
0: i went to his school with him his old school mm-hmm. and
1: what do you mean like you went like you went yeah. there or you worked there once
2: upon a time
0: no I, I we were we were teaching together at um the school we taught at mm-hmm. and then one day after school he was like hey man uh would you want to come with me it was me and mr queen actually we both went he's like my my old school is having this big art uh show Is there an exhibit mm-hmm. and he's like it's just around the corner I'll drive you guys and we went with them to his old school and when he walked in uh like it, it was like walking into somewhere with like britney spirit remember like the paparazzi <laughs> like they yeah. all like ran to her and stuff it was like that but it was kids and they all ran to this guy and were like oh my god Mister!" and they ran to him and were just like what's up tom and i was like like all these kids were like so happy and like just celebrating this guy and i was like I felt like security I was like back up back up you know <laughs> it was just it was crazy so then when I would walk out of your school even if I had like a bad day and I was like man you know I if, how am I gonna how am I doing this this is crazy I'm feeling defeated blah blah, blah. and I'm walking on the street and it was on Webster's same street so I would run into some of my old students and they would just be like man, Evan, you know it was like happiness and I was just like oh hey guys and it was like I saw an old friend and it was like instantly I'm in a better mood because I was like I reached those kids. I helped all, and it was like an overwhelming amount of them passed that test, and I was able to help them. Which reminds me, this is what I was gonna talk about though. So, uh, we didn't have regions when I was a kid in Ohio. We didn't have regions. We had, we did have the OGT, but when I took it, it was never stressed to us. I don't think they ever told us about this test. Uh, maybe I just really wasn't paying attention. I don't know. But like, honestly, up until like one week of taking the test, they didn't bring it up. And then they're like, hey, next week, we have this test. And it's going to take the whole week. And, uh, you know, the sophomores aren't going to be here, whatever you guys are going to just, it's like the juniors and seniors take the test. And you took, there wasn't like different subjects. I mean, there was, but it wasn't like as specific as like earth science, living environment, you know, algebra, geometry, like it wasn't like that. It was like math was one day. Then the next day you had um, science and the next day history. And then I think reading and writing were two different tests. And that Mm -hmm. was it. And honestly, I think everybody passed. I didn't hear one kid fail that test, you know? And then I come to New York and there's these like, backbreaking exams these regents exams and it's like uh some kids you know i I have kids in my school who they've taken the same test four times and they failed it four times and they're like i just can't pass that test and they just like gave up and it's like crushing them this exam and sometimes you know you help that kid pass you feel great or you hear like the, the test got waived because of COVID. So like that kid that's been like this one thing's been holding him back. Now he can graduate mm-hmm. and it's cool. Um, were those tests, like how was that like as a New York student? Like what was that like for you?
1: Um, well, uh, I'm just going to take it back a little bit. So, um, I do believe that you should not be scared of your teachers. Right. So like you're with your teachers um for the most part I want to say a little bit you're with your teachers for the same amount of time that you're with your parents I don't think that you should be fearful of your teachers um I feel like for the most part uh obviously I went to school in Staten Island um I have some pretty good teachers um I I uh I enjoyed going to class like I enjoyed going to school um and there were teachers that I looked up to for some reason I'm like trying to I, I'm listening to you talk and I'm trying to figure out like not figure out but like I'm thinking about all the teachers who I enjoyed being in a class with and it's like Miss I don't know if they're alive now but and, um, and I feel bad for not going to visit them you know in my adult years but like Miss Linsky, Miss Yarkony, both my French teachers were junior high school and high school and they were just impeccable they were just super feminine and smart and personable and just I just love being around them. It made me, you know, want to like learn French, but not just learn it, but like enjoy learning French because I just had really good, you know, French teachers. And uh, Mr. Gordon, you know, my social studies teacher, uh, you know, Ms. Trincone. you know, like I just think about all these teachers that I've had and um, Mr. Hines, who later became a firefighter, you know, it was like super cool. Or Mr. Erickson, my fifth grade teacher, who later became a, a, a police officer. And I, I, I just think about all these, these teachers that I've had. And, you know, I wish that I had the opportunity to like, or the time even to like go back and just be like, hey, do you remember me? I, I Maybe I caused havoc in your class. You know, when I was younger, I did. My parents were going through a divorce and I didn't understand that and I didn't understand what was happening to me um so I did kind of close havoc a little bit but we not may um so there is there is a there is like a school aide. I think when I was in elementary school there was like a school aid and her name was like Miss O'Shea something along the lines of that I can't remember and I called it and I don't know something no no, no her name was like Miss Doogly I can't remember but you already know her name was Miss Doogly and I said something crazy about like doo doo or I don't I don't know like I was just kind of and I t- said it to her face so like you know I, I don't know like I would just be kind of like I was on a rude side but it wasn't because like I didn't like them it was because I think I wanted attention more so like that
0: yeah so, but, like we had a lot of you know uh, I was definitely a jerk to a lot of my teachers. And one thing, you know, mm-hmm. with this podcast, what I try to do is you can always say the person's name if it's something positive. That's mm-hmm. what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I won't say anything like negative about the person.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like,
0: so you're doing good, though. It's no, no, no. That,
1: so, what I was trying to say is these weren't people that did anything wrong. This is no, yeah, me, yeah. me being like a kid and being like, I need attention and I'm going to get it by burping in this assistant principal's face or calling this teacher a name or whatever. Um, and I wish I could go back and say, I'm sorry. And if they're listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, but however, I'm going to say never once in my life that I feel scared to talk to my teachers about anything. And I try to, you know, obviously now that I'm a teacher now, never once, um, do I ever try or will I even try to make a student feel less than, you know, anything than, then I don't know. I just don't believe in like, you're a teacher, you're an adult. Why are you making a kid feel bad? No matter what they're doing, you have to meet kids where they're at. And it's not your place to, to do, you know, make a kid feel small. You know what I mean? Life, life does that. To people so you don't need to do that to people especially if you're supposed to be teaching and you
0: just mentioned something somehow you're, you're going through a divorce i wasn't going through a divorce not you uh that your parents there's going... something
1: that you're not telling me <laughs> Sorry.
0: but you, your parents were going through one when you were a kid <laughs> yeah. that's why you were acting out in class uh there was a kid wait hold was... on
1: i just really quickly um so so the fact that like at a school that you know i worked at or whatever I was told, like, I was I, 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 was sent an email saying, like, go to the principal's club, and I thought it was going to be regarding, like, not having a lesson plan or whatever, and it was, like, you have an attitude or whatever. Mm. It really, like, hurt my feelings. It wasn't even that, it wasn't even that what you said, like, you know, you have an attitude. It was the fact that, like, I felt like you were castrating my character, because that's not how I present myself in public, and that's certainly how I, I, I. I would never want to present myself in front of students. You know what I mean? It's horrible. So oh, I'm gonna take a deep breath. So I just wanted to address that because you address just teachers. Um, and I'm gonna go into Regents. I hate Regents. Um, I understand that you have to meet standards and goals um, in order to move to the next grade in that uh, specific subject, but I hate it. I do remember one time when I was in high school I took, I had to take a regents, and I don't know if it was the math regents, or it was, it definitely wasn't science regents, because I just enjoyed science, so, like, I wouldn't get nervous over science, or maybe it was social studies, it was either math or social studies, and I remembered, like, my palms were sweaty, like, the pencil, like, I just couldn't write properly, my hands were so sweaty, and my feet were sweaty, I was sweating underneath my underarms, like, I was getting test anxiety, you know what I mean, and I was wearing flip-flops and I remember like just like um, I don't know how to describe this but I was just kind of like rubbing my foot up and down my flip-flop and I guess I was doing it so vigorously that you know like the little thumb part in it your broke. flip-flop it broke it broke and I was just like oh my god like this is you know like I so I, I have to walk around with a broken shoe thank goodness like my mom was picking me up at the end of the region you know. Um, so I didn't have to like take the bus or like walk home or anything like that. I knew I was just gonna, you know, my shoe was going to be broken for like a minute and then I was going to hop in the car. But still, I hate, I hate regions and and I don't understand them because if other states can get by and, and produce successful, smart people without having these, these tests, why, like, why does New York need them? Especially especially because of COVID, right? Because like last year the regions tests were waived, right? So what does that demonstrate? To me, that demonstrates that these tests aren't necessarily needed, you know what I mean, to produce successful students, to produce successful, smart, productive students if you can just waive them so easily. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's I don't know. It's just it's just weird. It's um however. New York is one of the top states for, um, uh, not higher level of education, New York is one of the top states for um, the education world in general. I think it's like New York, Hawaii, um, maybe California, like the top states for education, meaning like our standards are a little bit higher um, in the educational
0: world. Yeah, I mean, so of things real quick so like with um, as far as like test taking like i i'm pretty good at most tests and i've been like obviously able to pass all the like the certification tests, whatever um for teaching and everything but like i remember like being in college and since i went to college in long island uh it was a it was like a, a school where like most people there were from new york right and mm-hmm. so they had obviously gone to high school in New York, and I had to take regents in New York. And um, a lot of them, like, they, you know, they didn't have, like, like, a lot of, lot of people I was friends with in college that were, like, uh, studying and stuff. They had good study habits. They didn't seem to have, like, test anxiety. And that was, that was the first time I heard about these tests. That mm-hmm. was it. I was like, they were like oh, like they're, they said the word regents a bunch. And I was like, like what is regents like and i like say it like with the c you know you the like, t regents <laughs> you know and i was like oh wow and then i was like i'm supposed to you know and i told him I, I did the, the fellowship and i got accepted you know and I was like, i'm gonna be a teacher and then uh actually one of the guys cliff he ended up doing it too because i told him about it and he's been teaching you know since then i gotta actually reach out to that guy but um anyways so then i'm, I'm doing this uh I was telling them, like, yeah, I'm doing this, this thing. I'm going to be teaching in the Bronx, I'm doing this uh, my program, and I'm going to be teaching high school, blah, blah, And uh, they told me all about it. That's how I learned about the Regents. And then when I came to my high school that I was teaching at, um, you know, they, I realized how big of a deal it was. Because the, on, the, on day one, that's one of the things they talked about. It was, like, how important this was, and these kids, and this data, and whatever. And, like, thankfully, I had such a great co-teacher um, for earth science, he gave me like pretty much like step by step like the best platform, like how, how do you get a kid ready for this test for that subject. And he had all these PowerPoints and stuff. And he just gave me the drive. And uh, like shared it to me on Google Drive. So I, I like copied it, had my own version of it. And he, he would show me just different things and share with me how he did, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I would, um, I used it, you know, teaching with him uh and then the next year i had to teach the same class without him he moved to iowa and i didn't have a i had no co-teacher they didn't hire anybody and thankfully he had played the platform i ended up having a huge passing rate for that subject though because of the stuff he gave me and uh yeah i saw like when i had to go and grade that test you really see like in depth like because you're grading other kids obviously you grade other schools and you grade two or three schools, you get to see like, wow, like this one question everyone got wrong, or you know, it's something that's you know really challenging for X, Y, and Z, and it was like just eye opening. And yeah, man, I mean, it's it's really a brutal test though. Um, it's not that bad, like if you go over it, but it could be something random that it's like, no one went over that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like for living environment, my first year, they kept telling us to do. Um, kept stressing the line graph right Mm -hmm. teach the kids line graph and then sure enough the test was a bar graph on the test instead of line graph the kids a lot of them you know we we, thankfully we taught both versions but when I went to grade there were kids just getting that leaving that blank not doing the graph at all leaving it all but it was it was it was brutal man yeah
1: well I also think that like because obviously you went to grade the regions and so did I. And um, and I feel like I feel like, well, this is me as an adult, right? This is not me as a high school student. A lot of the questions are, I'm not gonna say common sense questions, but a lot of the questions, like if you really spend time thinking about it, the answer will appear in your brain. Unless you never went to class and you never studied at all, like, right, and then maybe the answer might not appear. But I feel like because you know, like, taking the test as a student, even though, you know, you can make these connections to prior stuff that you've learned and remember or whatever, you know that your livelihood of passing this test can determine whether or not you're going to have to repeat, you know the class again I think that alone may cause you to forget the material I don't know like regions. I I mean I guess like if you're doing the the right thing and going to class and doing your homework and stuff like that and studying you'll be fine um I had the advanced uh regions diploma so um yeah however I was nervous uh, I was nervous taking it, and um, so I
0: was nervous. Between the two of us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I used to, you know, joke around, you know, with the kids that we taught together because we taught the same students, mm-hmm. and I would ask them like, "Who do you thinks the better teacher?" And um, most of them said you. But honestly, I think they were right. I think you are a better teacher <laughs> than me in a lot of ways. Like I'm, like it, honestly, there's like certain things I'm good at, certain things you're good at. And like you you're know, very
1: you're definitely better at your organization, even though you're not as organized in a house. And like, life <laughs> <laughs> I feel like your organization as far as you know, teacher wise, you're way better than I. Am. I'm very structured at yeah, work, but not you, in life. You like, really are.
0: You know, I don't practice what I preach. But like, yeah, like what I would say for you, though, is like just you have a way to like, which is like another reason why the whole like they said you were, uh, you know, had an attitude or whatever does not made any sense because you always have such a great like rapport with your students and you guys always like, I don't I don't like, I, I get that with like certain kids, mm-hmm. you know, like there's there's like some weirdos I'd that like that's my favorite teacher to be me. For the most part, they always pick yeah. somebody like you. But um, I, I tend to, you know, I'm, I'm more strict, but I, I try to, you know, like I said before, I'm not trying to be like the bully or the mean person, but I try to just kind of teach them what they need to know. And um, with you, I think you're just, you're everyone's favorite teacher. You're very loving and sweet and just like an awesome person. You, you have this like, um, you know, uh, innocence about you. And I think it's, it's very welcoming for the students that we teach, and uh, you're very open and kind of motherly to everyone. And so yeah, I think, I think you really have a lot going there.
1: Thanks, babe. Thanks. I mean, like I said, like I um I was so I was I I'm still am nerdy, and uh, I was the nerdy one in school that no one really wanted to talk to, and I you know I got bullied and you know, and I was shy, so I was quiet. And um, I tried to remember how I felt as a student and I tried to, you know, relate it back to how might these students be? Like, why is that student acting out? Why is that student not answering that question? You know? but thank you. That's such a good compliment. I try to put myself in, you know, in the student's shoes. As as crazy as that is, right? Because you're an adult. Why would you put yourself in a kid's shoes? You do it so that you can understand why they might be having trouble in this subject, or you understand why they're acting out, or you you just understand why.
0: What was, you was your? Cause you got to teach like everything. You've taught English, mm-hmm. history, math, science. And you've taught different sciences, chemistry, earth science, living environment, (laughs) uh, middle school science, middle school math. This year I'm
1: teaching everything. Yeah, you've
0: you've taught, you've taught like everything, Uh, high school English, um, with all these different classes and stuff. What was your favorite subject to teach and what was like the hardest subject to teach?
1: So by far, (laughs) by far, the hardest subject to teach was actually high school English and the reason why it was so hard is because how do you teach no I don't want to say how do you teach that's not the right way it was I found it challenging as a new teacher this is my first year teaching I found it very challenging to try to teach uh seniors how to write proper paragraphs It was difficult because I didn't understand how, how they didn't understand that you start a sentence with a capital letter. So it was hard for me to understand what they didn't understand, if that makes sense. And also, like, I'm, I'm not an expert in English, so it was also kind of tedious for me because like how can I, I didn't really feel comfortable teaching them something that I wasn't too sure of myself. And I didn't and I didn't understand why they didn't understand capitalizing the first word in in, you know, in in sentence or writing out you instead of just, you know, Y-O-U instead of just writing the letter U. I didn't get and I didn't know. So so that has to be like by far the hardest and I think the hardest subject that I've ever taught and I think the easiest subject um that I've ever taught has to be um government. I taught this government class with another teacher. Um and that teacher was lovely to work with. Um Mr can I say his name or no?
0: Yeah maybe not I, I just don't I just don't uh so like in the first episode, I said like a couple of DJs names and it was like negative stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, when well, I listened to it myself, I was like, I should probably cut that out because I don't I don't want to like.
1: Um, I well, mean, I want to give him props. God, so
0: God forbid the podcast ever becomes good, and, <laughs> famous, and then people, you know, say something to this person or it, it gets out of hand or I like, And to be fair, I don't I don't know what they're going through, or whatever, or whatever. Um, I was just. So, until, so I okay. don't think you should say anything bad about him, but if something no. good, oh. by all means yeah, you can so say So I hey, think
1: I believe his name is Miss uh, Mr McNeil um, but if his name wasn't that, if he was to ever listen to this podcast, which I don't know if he would, he gave me remember that keychain that I lost like I lost my key, my a set of keys yeah. and I was so upset because it was uh, from, the keychain the key chain that he he got me so he bought me um and it was so beautiful like Carl Knights or something so um it was him and he that was easiest class and and the reason why it was so easy because he made it that way like he like we were co-teachers and he made it that way he made it so that the students maybe not were weren't too familiar on government but like he made it easy for them to share their opinions and he made it easy to work with them and he was just so nice and kind and, and so smart and uh uh, he was just amazing. Um, and I, I, unfortunately I only worked in that class for about, I think more than three months. And then I got got transferred to teaching, uh, environmental science. Um, but that had to be the easiest and it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy because of the subject. It was easy because the environment around me was so peaceful. Um, but I do have, um, other than that like I can't complain because I go into each year um I go into each year even if I'm not too familiar because obviously oh well I didn't say it so how would people know I am a special education teacher so you kind of like get what you're given um but I go into each year wanting to do my best trying my best and if it's difficult I go into it as a challenge right um And I learned that by going to like a merchant marine school and being in like the regiment and stuff like that, um, it was challenging to do all this stuff. So when I face challenges now, I always know that I can accomplish that. Like I always know that I can meet my goals and I, and I try to take back things that, um, I learned at that school. Um, like you can overcome this challenge if you just, um, what is the word I'm looking for? If you just not persist, but
0: no, it's a persist. Oh yeah, be persisting. Yeah, 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 just keep, going. Guess, yeah persisting, just keep going. Yeah, keep going. So, um, to me, you know, uh, I I think I that's that's really baffling that your career had, uh been like a roller coaster like that. I I've I maybe mean only...
1: my career has been a roller coaster. Well,
0: no, I like in a good way. Well, you know like so for me i'm, I'm lucky enough you know because like we're both special ed generalists so I'm, I'm lucky enough to have only really taught oh like you science, mean like oh you mean you like teaching a like, bunch of subjects gotcha. i don't know i, I don't I know like, how Shade. you do it that you no no shit if you <laughs> if you taught like like english one year and then science another then math and then all these different types of science and all these different types of math and mm-hmm. all these different types of grades and you taught everything from sixth grade to 12th grade and everything in between. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's, whereas I've pretty much always taught ninth and 10th grade science. So I kind of just got that one thing in there. Like the one time I tried to teach something else at that summer school where I taught math, and it was, it was a complete shit show. It was a clusterfuck. I mean, I you know, it was, it was rough. It was rough doing that. And I try not to swear, but. That's the only way I can describe it. You you've complete, been, You've been swearing
2: this whole. It was a complete.
0: Uh, well, I swear on the podcast. I'm saying in general. You your look. back to back. Shit, fuck. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's it was both. Um, so yeah, I mean, with me, um, I I've I've pretty much got to stay in that one thing. So I kind of really just know those, those those subjects pretty well, pretty well. And um, you know, I guess now with the remote stuff, it's been kind of tricky, but not too bad for the most part. Um, But yeah, so I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be the the teacher that teaches. You know. the same thing every day so I try to like mix it up anyways but uh, every year I guess you know like I I, I've worked with uh, other co-teachers and see other people who have it like down to where it's like I teach this on you know November 12th of next year I can tell you what I'm teaching because I have it down like that and that's awesome if you're that organized but I kind of I like to kind of stay on you know I know what what topics I need to do and what units I have to do and I just kind of I'll make a new lesson every time for that or sometimes I'll use the same lesson, but I'll, I'll, I'll fluff it up with something new I found. And I guess with, like, the remote learning stuff, you get to really pick up different skills and uh, ways to deliver it. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you find other videos you could use, obviously, and just whatever.
1: I'm going to say that the remote learning is, like, it's it's bittersweet, right? So, like, it's bitter in the sense that, like, for me, I don't know about you, but, like, for me, um. Majority of the students, I don't know what they look like. (laughs) I don't know them, right? Like, you don't know your students. You don't know what they look like. Um, They're too shy to put themselves on camera. And, you know, and because of that, you're not gaining that connection with the student.
0: 100%, but I mean. But,
1: wait, hold on. But it's sweet because, and maybe this is just, you know, maybe this is just isolated to me but we have a little boy.
0: Exactly. I was about to say that.
1: And I love spending time with this little creature. And also we are, we've only been married for like a year. And it's also nice spending time with my husband as well. So, and, 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 you know, like obviously you wake up early, you get dressed, you know, you still have to follow your routines as if you were working in the, in the school building. But it's nice because I have um, because I'm very weary of people of with different auras. Um, that's something that I have to work on getting not getting along with everybody, but just feeling comfortable amongst everybody instead of just feeling comfortable with one type of group of people. Um, I feel comfortable working at home as well. Um,
0: also, like just going back to the thing you're talking about with English, mm-hmm. um, it is insane that like someone becomes a senior in high school, and they were never taught um, how to capitalize the first word of sentence. Yeah, so, it was pretty bad. And it's like like, like the buck, you know, I get it like, you know, shit rolls downhill, you know, the buck stops here. I got to figure out how to do it. You know, they just keep passing the buck forward. But it's like, I you got, you got this kid that this is a skill they should have learned in like, by, by at least second grade, third grade. And then there's fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, all the way up, you know, now they're in high school and then they make it through freshman, sophomore, you know, and now they're seniors, you know, Mm -hmm. juniors and seniors. And they're, they still never learned how to construct a paragraph or how to write a sentence, uh, the correct way. And it's just, it's insane. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, English is a, a real battle actually to deal with, um, and, yeah, I always see kids writing shorthand Well, they just write the letter U instead of Y. And, then it's like, and I'll, I'll always highlight it and I'll say, like, you know, or I'll circle it or whatever, and I'll say, like, hey, you know, this is, please spell it out, but I don't, you know, I, I don't take points for that and punctuation in the assignment and I, class. And
1: I feel like every teacher, no matter what subject you teach, like, if you give an assignment and kids have to, like, actually write instead of just filling up, you know, filling in bubbles, you know, multiple choice, you do become a science teacher and it's kind of crazy like what you what you see and but, but you got to think about it If like if it wasn't corrected right and if they're seniors and it and it wasn't corrected so like they are what 16 17 18 17 my case, 18? 18 19
0: 20 21 yeah.
1: right so like you know so like you're 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 17 18 years old average and you weren't really taught to capitalize the first letter in the sentence. Like it's a hard, it's a hard um it's some it's hard to break out of. It's a hard, what is the word that I'm looking for, babe? You're you're good at that. You're good at filling in the blanks when my brain goes like haywire.
0: It's a bad habit, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: it's a it's a bad habit to break.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you know, like I said, I teach older kids, you know, 18, 19, 20. 21 so these kids sometimes they have a job sometimes two jobs they have kids sometimes two kids uh they're they have no parents they're living alone you know and they're still struggling with like you know mitochondria's powerhouse of the cell they're trying to get through you know their degree and it's it's frustrating and yeah they don't know how to to punctuate you know and stuff and with english you know I didn't realize English teachers get to pick their books. I had, I had no idea that they got to pick the books that they read, and some some books, you know, they pick that are, are really, really awesome. It's not just um, like I, I've seen different uh, teachers sometimes. Like there was like Dracula, which I was like, oh, that's awesome. I want to read that, you know. Mm-hmm. Versus like you know the stuff I read when I was a kid, you know. And sometimes you have to use some of the classics and. Especially like like with British literature, you gotta use some tickets, you know, whatever. But it's like, um, it's just very um. Like I would, only, I wanted to teach English actually, like that before I became a science teacher. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to be I I have a degree in creative writing, I wanted to be you know like Stephen King one day. I wanted to be a writer, and so I I loved writing. You know, that was that was the thing that I learned to read from writing because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to read. I would have dyslexia, and it was like the two things that taught me how to read were writing my own stories because I, I wanted to be a writer mm-hmm. and also uh, comic books. I love comic books. I would read comic books like so like Batman taught me how to read more than you know. I've like heard of that. Clifford or the yeah. Red Dog or whatever other kids were reading. and Bears. Bears. Like what do you guys call it? Berenstain or Berenstein
1: Bears. Yeah there
0: was there's or like a like, whole Mandela effect of that. You know that they have two different
1: or like reading poems. I I heard like helps with like English and stuff. But I I want to do this thing with you. Um and it's actually something that you told me to do, but I want to do it with you. So I wanna do like a little QA with you, if that's okay.
0: Well not now. I'm the... Well, we're actually out of time. It... Wait, we're out
1: of time?
0: Yeah, we're eight eight minutes over we gotta like probably edit out some of this actually because it's gonna be one hour really yeah. what do how many questions you got
1: well these are the questions that you actually sent to me that we never actually answered
0: <laughs> yeah we'll, well we'll go over that you know now that you're able to do this podcast and now you see how it is and how easy it is uh i, I actually wanted you to be like my co-host the whole time we, okay so We could do more episodes. When we do the episode of your sister Corey, you could be on that one too, and you guys could like ask me questions. Okay. All right. So we got to get out of here. And I'm happy you did this. Thanks a lot. I think it was probably one of my best podcasts ever. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay. Thank you, babe. I love you.
0: Okay. That's it. That's the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a happy Valentine's Day and get your own smooches.